From the Financial Times in London, I'm Joshua Chaffin, and this is FT News. The issue of sexual harassment in the corridors of power in France burst into the open at the weekend when 17 prominent women, all serving or former ministers, published a letter vowing to make public, quote, all sexist remarks, inappropriate gestures, and behavior that they'd experienced. In the declaration, the signatories, which included IMF chief Christine Lagarde, called for a toughening of the law against sexual harassment, as well as specialist desks set up in police stations to deal with such complaints. With me on the line to discuss this is our Paris bureau chief, Ansylvain Chassigny. Hi, Ansylvain. So what exactly did the letter say? Well, the letter is calling for a crackdown on sexism. And it's a powerful letter, as you said, because it is signed by 17 former ministers, including Christine Lagarde, the IMF boss. They're describing personal anecdotes and sexist comments that they have heard during their career. And they are making this vow that they will not remain silent from now on. What has led up to this letter, in your view? What's the background to it? Well, uh, the political scene, the French political scene, is being rocked again by allegations of sexual harassment involving this time the deputy speaker of the National Assembly. The allegations, which he denies, are pretty horrific. And it comes after an open letter by two dozen journalists, French journalists, covering politics, a letter published in Libération last year in which these female journalists were also denouncing sexism and they had also plenty of anecdotes involving ministers, government advisors, and so on. So the trigger was really this, you know, sexual harassment case. But, you know, it's an environment. I think more and more female journalists, female politicians are coming out and telling their stories. Did the signatories make specific allegations? No, they are not. They are really describing things like, you know, comments or, you know, jokes like, your skirt is too long, you should shorten it, or comments about the size of their bras. Or They also describe inappropriate um, gestures like laying a hand on their thigh or people grabbing them by their waist, etc. And so they're just describing what is not possible to do, what is not appropriate. And I think it's really, yeah, it's powerful. You obviously deal with a lot of French politicians, powerful business executives. How does this chime with your own experience? Well, my first reaction was that it really goes, I mean, sexism in France goes really beyond the political sphere. And it also involves CEOs and bankers and so on. I've had many experiences of, I guess, sexism. You know, I was a young journalist. I, you know, I was only like four years into the job when I, I received this dinner invitation from this very powerful banker. He was the head of a U.S. investment bank in Paris, and he was this 61-year-old man I had met only once and month before I received this invitation from him. And he was very powerful and very well-connected. And you know, he invited me for dinner, and I was young and naive, and I accepted. And I found myself in this horrible situation, and it was obviously a date, and it was really awful. It was also very illuminating, because he was telling me things about his personal life. And I, I was flabbergasted, because, you know, the man in front of me was powerful, but his sense of impunity was such that he felt he could risk his reputation by telling me all those things. 
So yes, it really goes beyond the political sphere. I have experienced, you know, I have also anecdotes from CEOs, cabinet advisors, and so on, yeah. And you, of course, worked for several years in London, and this was different? Yeah, I never experienced uh, similar things in London. In the five years I worked in London as a journalist, I can't remember one single anecdote. So I think it's really a cultural thing. Maybe not French, maybe you can find sexism in Italy or Spain, maybe it's a Latin country thing, but I don't have, you know, I've never worked in these countries. But definitely very different in the UK and very different in the US. I worked in the US and it's impossible to have that kind of behavior in the US, I think. Now, obviously, a huge scandal erupted five years ago along these lines with Dominique Strauss-Kahn, then head of the IMF and seen as a possible future leader of France. People will wonder how much has changed since then. It sounds like from what you're saying, maybe not a great deal. Is that the case? Yeah, I think something has changed, though. I think, first of all, public sexism, making sexist comments publicly is impossible now. And it used to be possible. And I remember having this conversation with Ségolène Royal, the energy minister, and she was telling me how in, you know, in the 80s, late 80s, she could hear a lot of sexist comments made, you know, publicly. And it's not the case. Powerful men now and politicians and CEOs will refrain from making sexist comments publicly. But sexism still exists. And so this is, you know, not a great progress. Since Dominique Strauss-Kahn, I think there's no debate now that France has a problem with sexism. You know, when the DSK scandal erupted, there was still a lot of debate about this. And even some women and some feminists defended Dominique Strauss-Kahn at the time. I think now there is no debate. It's more a question, how are we going to tackle sexism in France? It's more, you know, um, obviously not enough has been done to put an end to this. Thank you very much. Thank you. If you enjoy listening to our FT podcasts, please help more people discover them by rating them or writing a review of them on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you download them. <laughs>